Uh, boys, what do you say we uh, <laughs> say we start the show? Welcome to the Some Mind Sports Show, Fat Tuesdays. Ray, you want to get it kicked off with an opening take? Uh, sure. Hold on a second. Uh, go to Bill first because I have to grab mine. I wrote it down. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hold on. Superstars are soft. NBA. No, hold on. You wrote on. the email. You forget it. Like, all right, Bill. Do you That's your opening fucking take. All right. So I'll, I'll just throw one off the cups here. Uh, Bruins surprised me on their uh, Canadian road. Trip. Big win 3-2 against um, Edmonton, which I thought they were going to get killed and followed up with a Vancouver win and a Calgary win. Sh- start showing a little bit of life. You've seen some good goaltending on an old mark finally. And then Swayman's been playing kind of lights out. You lead. I think you're number fifth in the NHL in goals against average. Oh, oh. <laughs> Queen's Landing didn't pay his cable bill. <laughs> Look how stupid he looks. <laughs> he looks real dumb. He looks very dumb. All right. Since he froze, I'll go. Uh, this is my opening take. It's our email of the day from one of our listeners. It is entitled <laughs> Bill. It says, I just seen a video of you dancing to Silence of the Lamb. You did an awesome job, Bill. I don't believe you have an affair with my wife. Might be having an affair with my son, but not my wife. Signed, Big Ray. Is can you confirm or deny that uh, the affair is happening with you, or is this a different? I, can, I cannot. I cannot. I can. Well, he has a lot of illegitimate children, so it could be anyone. Yeah, could be. Hey, he's back. I don't know what happened. I do. What, Ray? Pay your cable bill, you cheap fuck. Pay my cable bill every every month. <laughs> Okay, why don't you uh, kick it off again there or continue with your thought process on the Bruins there, Bill. Um, and we'll clue you in on what Ray's opening take was later. Okay, so good good to see a good Canadian road trip by the Bruins. I just want to highlight their goaltending because there's been talks about Tuga Rask coming back, but you're fifth in the league in goals against average. You're first in the league in goals allowed. There's no room for, on this team for Tuga Rask. Stop entertaining the idea. Your goal, Olmark and Swayman have both kind of came out of their early season funk and been playing a lot better. Just let it roll. You have bigger holes on this team than goaltending right now, and this cunt should not be back on the ice for the Bruins. Hope he was at practice today, too, Bill, just so you know. Before yeah, he's practice. coming back. I, which he's is definitely. stupid. I just don't under. It just doesn't make sense. Like, nope. if you look at this team right now, would you say goaltender is a problem? No. Nope. Nope. Then why are you adding a piece to, to the goaltending? You have defense as a problem. Your second, third, fourth line scoring is a problem. Your power play has been a problem. Goaltender, surprisingly, after the stats I just said, is not a problem, and they should not be trying to add to Rask. You're stunting the development of Swayman when you're throwing him down in Providence. The guy needs to play up here, NHL minutes, not in fucking Providence. Let him and Olmark, unless you can move Olmark, but I don't think anyone's t- touching his fucking contract. You just signed him for $5 million. So you're stuck with him for probably two years, and then you can probably yeah. think about moving him. So I just unless don't, you swallow a lot of money, and even then, um, who's the same? Well, we can certainly get back into it uh, to move it along. I'll give you my opening take. It's Celtics. Uh, this the water is boiling. The it, the pot is stirring. The and what I'm talking about is the split or the blow up or the destruction of the roster as we know it for the Boston Celtics looks to be on the cups of being destroyed. Um, you hear the murmurs out of guys like um, Mannix is talking about it. Forsberg. Forsberg. Mannix um, is the big one. You know, I, I was hearing he's been on saying it for today. a while, but like to hear Chris Forsberg mentioned, like they should, he's a fucking Celtics face. mouthpiece. So 
someone in that organization said, Hey, you know, this out here. We might can be, you be a mouth. Direction. Can you be a mouthpiece when you can only talk out of half your mouth? Yeah. You can be half a mouthpiece. Uh, that's what I call your mother. Uh, so I just think the, uh, the fact that, that joke, not good. <laughs> the fact that those guys are, um, are hinting at it. I think they're getting murmurs from the front office and, you know, go lessen, go soften the blow here when this happens, make it seem like it's a good idea a couple months ahead of time. Um, so watch out for that. Could be the end of the Celtics as we know it. Yeah. We'll be talking about their abysmal West coast trip. Uh, quick look around the NBA. Uh, we'll get into the Bruins and their road trip uh, out West and a uh, quick re- look around the NHL and we'll get a little Billy fight night on the UFC card over the weekend. I haven't talked UFC in a while. So uh, welcome Great to the Fights Sports Show, Fat Tuesday edition, December 14th. Welcome to the show. I'll provide an email to help you out. Rich, you've been nailing the dates lately, baby. Appreciate it, man. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening on the podcast, do the same. Always tell your friends. And uh, share it amongst yourselves. And uh, always tell your friends to go down to White Perch Brewing in Nashville, New Hampshire. Ray, address, please. 460 Amherst Street. Good side of Amherst Street and the best craft brewing in New Hampshire. Get on down there, get to the flights, get your pints, get your sours, get your uh, porters, your IPAs. Triple IPAs. Ooh, boy. Go do some time traveling with Raymond responsibly. Uh, if you can't get down to the brewery, then you get it, get it at your local beer store. Wherever you get it, tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you. All right, let's start Celtics, says Ray. Uh, they go one and four in their West Coast trip. The only win against the Blazers, who did not have Damian Lillard or um, CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum, yeah. Yeah, I, I did a little weed before the show. Oh, me too. I can't talk. CJ McCollum, uh, no Blazers. <clears throat> so they look like shit. Jalen Brown didn't play the entire West Coast trip. Um, they said, I'm a kick, said that they had rushed him back. Uh, off that hamstring and he re-injured it, but he will be back tonight or last night, I guess, against the Bucks. Um, anti-vaxxer Josh Richardson out with COVID. Uh, a lot of COVID happening right now. It might be a the lot of COVID. Hang uh, Bulls are done. Bulls are uh, canceled the next two games. Yeah, yeah dude, they have ten. They have ten guys on. That's crazy. 30, Thirty-seven positive tests for the NFL today. Today, yeah. Well, NBA. no. NFL. No, the NFL had 30. Oh, the NFL. No yeah. shit. Yeah, Jalen um, Ramsey and um, Igby. 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 Yeah, on on oh, COVID. They got thrown on. Well, the Celtics haven't had that excuse. No, none of them have been missing it up until now, except for Josh Richardson, who is a uh, well-known anti-vaxer. Uh, Raymond, I will uh, go ahead and you can toot toot. I said that they'd end this road trip with something like a two and three or three and two record. Cause that's just the team they are, but they outdid me this time. One mm-hmm. and four. Uh, congratulations about what you said they do. Can we blame any of that on Jalen Brown, not being there, not having a full squad, or are we just in full um, complete elimination mode on this team? And it's just a blow up is around the corner. And by the way, breaking news, uh, before the show, I did see the Celtics are fielding offers for Dennis Schroeder. So this could all could all be which I, I thought January was the time that they could trade. I guess apparently December 15th, it's Wednesday de- is the day. December. It's January yeah. for guys who smart. You re-signed to extensions, but it's um I thought December January was 15th. the big day for all of them, but no, no December 15th. Is, let's 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 blow up again on Wednesday. But yeah, I feel like Jalen Brown was the main source of this uh West Coast uh struggles. I mean, he is one of your better half of the team, your second superstar in the making. So yeah, not having him was a big, uh, budding superstar. If you're going to say it, 
budding, budding superstar. But that was a big letdown for them. But uh, Jalen Brown not being there. Tatum was, uh, I believe, leading point getter, rebound getter, and assist getter in the last game against the Suns. The guy can't do it all by himself. He has nothing really to uh, help take the uh, struggles off his back. You know, he has to be the guy at all times, and it's just not a good look. He needs another superstar there or budding superstar to help him out, and Jalen Brown not being there really hurt on this West Coast trip. So would you say the Celtics are better with Jalen Brown or worse with Jalen Brown? A healthy Jalen Brown, they're better. Oh, okay, cool. Just wanted to know. Yeah, more talent wins out. They clearly miss. I mean, I think the last show we talked about the Celtics, it was the um, the Clippers game, or was it the Lakers game that they blew? One Lakers. <laughs> they blew Lakers a lot of them. Lakers uh, game, they were came out on half. fire, and when he went to the bench, they had no answer, and, and this has been the story of this team without um, without Jalen Brown, and uh, it's been the story of the team for a long time. I, don't, I mean, yeah, sure, certainly without him in there, hurt, and we've only seen how many games have they played together this year? Like 13. 13. Something like 300 minutes. Some stupid that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum played. Never mind the whole starting lineup. They've only played like 10 games together. So yeah. um, that seems to be the story for the past two and a half years, ever since Kemba got here. Uh, even, no, fuck that. Gordon Hayward. I mean, the injury bug and this, you know, they just have not gotten right. And you're right, right? Tatum is, look, we've been hard on Tatum, but he's playing well. If call yeah. him, uh, say he doesn't know how to win, say he doesn't know how to close, but the guy's fucking balling out. Like he's, he's, he's playing well. Hopefully that's not like a Carmelo Anthony sign bill where he can only be, you know, a really good player and a really bad team. We've seen a lot of NBA guys like that. Obviously that's the fear, but um, right now, I don't know. It's too early to call him that. So we just got to say the rest of his team sucks, I guess. Yeah. And just remember Carmelo never started that way. His first few years in Denver were real good. I mean, when he was drafted number three overall, he he actually took Denver to the playoffs where LeBron did not make playoffs his rookie year. But anyways, I mean, I just think the way Jalen Brown, I mean, the way Jason Tatum's playing, I think as green teamers, I know we're, we're raised more of a green teamer than we are, but as green teamers in a whole, I think we're overvaluing Jason Tatum. You know, I mean, if you think about it, I think we're putting him up there where he could be the player that could carry a team on a bad team, but he's not that guy. He's not a, he doesn't have the skill set to carry a team, like will a team to the playoffs. Like even Isaiah Thomas, when he came to the Celtics, it was just about him. And he carried that team to what the Eastern conference finals one yeah. year, you know, and I, I just the think fourth. they're, they're definitely a different player. And I just don't think Jason Tatum's that guy, like even LeBron, I mean, LeBron's a once in a generation player, but he carried that Cavs team in what over seven, I think by himself to the NBA finals. And I just think, the way teams are uh, the way the media in the NBA is kind of overvaluing Jason Tatum and kind of putting him in that tier. Like he should, should be the guy to carry a team like that. Uh, he's just not the guy. I mean, you, you need to surround him with talent. We've been saying that moving Dennis Schroeder might be huge. If you can get a better piece around him. I just think I like Schroeder, but I think he's playing a lot of me, me first basketball is not playing a lot of team basketball. And I just think, you know, he has no future here. You sign him on a one-year deal. He's got a good trade value around the league. He's going to be a good piece for, you know, a contending team. But the Celtics aren't a contending team, and they're not going to be a contending team until you can surround Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum with a guy that that has talent like a Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard that could carry this team because Jason Tatum is not the guy to do it with the, the skill set. And we need to stop, as media, stop <laughs> overvaluing him and trying to put him in that, you know, top tier of, you know, he's the number, number one superstar and can carry a team. I just think the way it's been going, that's – you know, I just think that's why everyone's kind of shitting all over Tatum. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, his expectation, uh, expectations have been big for me for a while. I, I kind of laid it out to you last couple of shows. 
their expectations have been set so high because they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals basically in their first year with a team loaded with all-star veterans. Um, and no one wanted to drop those expectations after all those veterans left. Um, maybe they should have. I mean, but still the talent on this team, um, I you know again, you know where I stand. I think they should be uh, in the fourth. And honestly, they still could get in the top four if Jalen Brown can stay healthy and they can get things rolling. The East is wide open. It's it's that type of sport. But you're right, Bill. I mean, Tatum's just not there yet in terms of a guy that can and the will your teammates to be better is the big part, right? Because he's he can't do his it. numbers. He's certainly putting up numbers. He's doing his part individually, but we all know what the greats do. They make other people better. I mean, that's better. such a cliche, but um that's certainly it's a hard thing to measure in a player, but you can kind of tell Tatum doesn't have that yet. And I don't even know like how you, you don't, it's not something you develop physically on the floor. You just either earn it or get it, or you just, it just kind of starts to a chemistry flows with you. And they certainly don't have that. And Dennis Schroeder is a big problem, but I love Dennis Schroeder as a sixth man who knows his role, but I think he's playing a little bit outside of his role. I don't want to blame it all on him. They need him. He's their second he's best scorer the without Jalen Brown. So and he's not that type of player either. Everyone's just kind of leveled up without Jalen Brown on the floor. And they're asking a little bit too much of him. And um, that's your, the problem is that's your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, foreskin. <laughs> you say foreskin. Yes. That's the word you're looking for, was not? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Margin of error is what actually what I was looking for. But I think Same they call thing. it. I think Same they call thing. it foreskin in certain parts of the country. Uh, the the Celtics foreskin is that they can they or they can't afford to lose uh, foreskin. Of any of their players because oh. their uh, their talent <laughs> is a little bit limited there. <laughs> uh, do they look disorganized? Asks Ray. Uh, they shove a superstar back in there early who gets injured. Now there's an anti-vaxer with COVID. Um, doesn't seem like problems the Celtics should be dealing with. I'll give you a quick, I'll give you a quick answer. Yeah. They're not a, they're not a cohesive team. They haven't been for a long time. They're not a cohesive unit. This is the, this is when you get shit like this, you know, yeah. everyone's not in it together for for each other. It's not like a Boston Celtics team either. It's like you're looking at like a Memphis Grizzlies or a Sacramento Kings kind of thing situation going on with all this, uh, you know, anti-vaxxer, you know, guys not knowing their roles and just playing, you know, me first basketball. It's just not Boston basketball. I mean, that's it's stupid. Not stay, we've but... seen in a really long time. Paul, <laughs> yeah. the, end of Paul, or the beginning of the big three with Garnett and the end of yeah. the Paul Pierce solo show is the last time we saw that. You know, it reminds me a lot of, too, the old saying when the Red Sox back in the day, you know, 25 players, 25 cabs. I mean, I just think a, a lot of that with the Celtics is, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you know, let's be real. The rumors are probably true. You know, I mean, they don't get along. And I just think if the other team is seeing that, you're, those are your two best players, right? Those should be your leaders outside of Al Horford. But, I mean, Al Horford's Al Horford. But your two best players ideally should be the leaders, and they should be, you know, in a – they should be friends. They should be tight on the court. I mean, at least show that you're tight. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I, I think just don't. The, I don't think it's there. a disconnect. Well, maybe it's a disconnect, but I was cohesion. I, don't I, don't I think I was looking friends, for that word. But I heard a stat today that in the um, 300 the minutes, or what? The, the assist one. Yeah, uh, so they've only played in 13 six. games together, and Jalen Brown three. has assisted Jason three. Tatum three times. <laughs> and Jay, and the other way is six. Jason Tatum has six assists. They don't like giving each other the ball. I've been but, saying it for two years. They can't play together. So, I mean, if I, you're don't, gonna start I still don't understand. Up, Sorry to cut you off, Bill, but yeah. did, can someone look up how many assists Curry has to Thompson and vice versa? I bet you well, it's not that much. 
It, it doesn't it, someone go look up wing to wing assists. How many times has uh, Paul George assisted Kawhi Leonard? Like, I think, I think that's just zero I mean, a, because he hasn't played all year. There you go. It's a, what a fucking around the NBA. Is and they resigned him. Kawhi Leonard. Just good God. He took the Clippers for a ride. I, I, it's just like those type of players. How many assists? Well, LeBron James is a bad, he's a point guard now, but like, you understand what I'm saying? When you're playing the wings, you ge- that generally is not corresponding together, but it should probably be more than that. It's probably, probably be more should. than three. Well, I mean, you got to think you got to make the shot, right? So I mean, <laughs> people kind of forget that on the assist game. Jason you got to make Tatum the would shot. Probably be averaging ten assists if his fucking teammates could shoot. Yeah. And, J- and as much as Jalen Brown's improved every year he's been in the league, especially with the shooting. I mean, he's still, you know, he's still a streaky shooter. He still, you know, gets in these funks where he shoots bad. I mean, that's probably a lot to do with it. You know, I mean, you again, you got to make the shot. You're forcing up shitty shots. All you got to make these shots, and that's yeah. those got to be why the assistant number. I see him pass plenty of times to each other. You know, yeah. and, yeah, and they, as just... they run down the shot clock, and then have to you know throw it up. <laughs> yeah, you, go, sure I go. you go, yeah. I go. And the other part of the disconnect you saw it in this road trip is when the when the Celtics don't play defense, they're fucked. They're not good enough offensively. So you gave up 117 to the Lakers. You gave up 111 to the Suns. You were over 100 to all these guys. I forget the actual score. 114 to the Clippers. So you're you're giving up over 100 points, and like their interior their interior defense was is just fucking garbage. Like everybody and anybody was getting to the lane. There's no no resistance whatsoever. And uh, unfortunately, you know, this is the inconsistency you see with a team that's disjointed. They're playing great defense earlier. That's how they're winning games. And then when they let that slip, you know, they can't bounce back. Speaking of bounce back, the next three games for them are the Bucks uh, tonight as we record last night as this is released. The Warriors and the Knicks who have a three game losing streak. Jalen Brown back against the Bucks. What do you want to see, Raymond, from the uh, from the season, this <coughs> three game stretch? I don't want After them losing to win. four straight. What are they on the fourth straight loss? Yeah, something like that. No, yeah, they, they won. Uh, won against the Blazers, so they're two game losing streak right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought uh, they beat Utah. No. Yeah, they beat Utah, but then they no, they lost to Utah. They beat the Blazers. The they went one and four on their West Coast trip. But uh, I don't want them to win this. I don't want them to go undefeated. You know, no three game winning streak by no means. I just want them to see them gel. I want to see them work together, pass the ball to each other. You know, look engage with each other like they want to play basketball with each other. You know, something that this team hasn't looked like all year. You know, you want to see the Jays go out. You know. Play I saw as we're recording this, uh, Twitter's been blowing up. The first play was Jason Tatum to Jalen Brown for a three-point corner shot in. So yeah, obviously hey. they're tra- they're trying to get them working together again. But you haven't seen it all year. You haven't. You've only played thirteen games with each other. So let's let's see this group actually work together all week and stay healthy on the court. Yeah, and it starts with the defense. I mean, Rich, you alluded to it. Oh, they, their yeah. low their low post defense has been terrible. That five game stretch, you were one nineteen point one defensive rating. You were twenty seventh in the league in that stretch. So that's how bad you've been playing defensively. Jalen Brown's, you know, borderline all NBA defender. Hopefully, that brings something to it. You can bring that down. I mean, you got to get some wins here. This is a crucial stretch, especially after going one one and four on a five game stretch. You you kind of go, you know, you, what was it with ten games they're playing really? or f- seven games if you you start yeah. going two and five one and six it's over it is over and you know i think they alluded to it on the radio today it was would you rather get a top lottery pick or play a play in 
game to get into the playoffs at this point in time. Cause right now I'm going with that lottery pick. Well, you right know, now I, the 13th seed, like if the lottery was today or the draft was today, they're the 13th seed, but so. you're in no man's land right now. Oh yeah. Right? Cause you're not going to get a great guy picking 13th, 14th, you know? So you it's don't like, want the lottery, not if Jalen Brown's healthy, you want to win or you want to trade these guys and get assets back. You, you can't start over. That's you the can't. Danny Age approach. You can't do that shit anymore. You have two of the top, call it 20 players, one top 10. You can't start over. You would just have to try and make it work. Like, they're way far away from the start over range in NBA terms. Like, two years away from that. And then when you, you'll start hearing rumblings from Tatum to get him the fuck out of there. Then then we can start talking tank and, uh, and things like that. But, yeah, I'm with you, right? Just go out there and play some uh, competitive basketball. And if you have a chance to win, win. Don't blow it. How's that? Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, let's do a little around the NBA. We haven't checked in on this sport uh, maybe all year so far. Here's your top four teams in the East. The Nets at 19 and 8. The Bucks game behind. The Bulls two games behind. And the Heat three games behind. Uh, and the West are the Suns at 21 and 4. Warriors 21 and 5. And then the Jazz and then the Grizzlies at 16 and 11. Are right. Grizzlies. Who the fuck would have saw that coming? John Morant's playing real well this year. He's still only 16 and 11. Um, who's, who's the pretenders? Who's the pretenders in the, uh, either one, either league. Oh, Grizzlies. That's for sure. You gotta think Grizzlies. There's no way they could keep up with that. You got the Nuggets, the Mavs, the Clippers, and the Lakers all right behind them. There's no way that one of those teams is going to be out of the four seed coming to the playoff time. Uh, I think the Wizards are for real though. I mean, especially they're 21 and five and you can, uh, add Clay Thompson coming up here in Warriors. a few weeks the Warriors yeah the Warriors I mean they're not they're definitely what did I say Wizards Wizards sorry the Warriors You're a fucking idiot he has superhero movies on his mind <laughs> always Harry, Harry Potter I've never seen Harry Potter it's not for me hey Bill you're a wizard it's not for me man it's not for me no, I couldn't get I can't get into that shit <laughs> yeah sure Bill uh, the never once seen one. No, one. I'll give you a surprise pick here on the uh, on the on these teams that might be pretenders. The Utah Jazz. You look at that team, uh, and I like Donovan Mitchell. He's a he's a badass. But the rest of that team are, are just a bunch of guys. They're shooting the lights out. Like we we hit this on the last show. The NBA living and dying by the three and kind of ruining the sport. The Utah Jazz are living by the three pointer and they're sm- killing it. I've just seen, we've just seen this team kind of come up short the last few years. And I think it's because they lack that other guy next to Mitchell in terms of a, of a superstar. Uh, Rudy Gobert is widely considered one of the biggest clowns amongst his peers in the NBA. Everyone like just one of the most hated. Yeah. He's like guy. one of the most hated guys in the NBA. Yeah. It's really funny actually to watch. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's legit. He's a one, but who's the next guy, Joe Inglis, Inglis, whatever the Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. like you just don't have, I mean, I like Conley, but, I don't know. He's he's never been that type of guy either, and he's getting older. I just think, you know, the three-point shot runs out for them. They're in trouble. Um, I feel like the Jazz are more like the Bucks, though. They're a great regular season team, but once the playoffs come, they just turtle up and choke, and then they're bounced. Like, every year, they're always like a top three team in the West, and then come playoff time, it's like... Well, Donovan Mitchell got hurt last year, didn't he? Was that last year? It was one of the one of those years. It was either this year, uh, last year, or the year before. Up. He missed... Yeah. He tore I think his he knee played, last year. Though. No, that was Didn't Jamal he go to the Murray. Western Conference top Jamal uh, Murray, finals? Sorry. Who went to the Western Conference finals? Denver. Oh, it was Denver. All right. So, yeah, it was Jamal Murray that got hurt. You're right. Yeah, Denver had like two or three uh, comebacks from down 0-2, 0-3 in the playoffs. But anyway, uh, I just I just look at that Jazz team and go, I don't know if you have enough 
uh, top end talents who compete, especially with the Warriors and the Suns. Who are, it's pro, it's a let's be honest, it's a two horse race. But I I do expect LeBron and the Lakers to figure it out and make a run and push up. I don't expect the Clippers to because Kawhi Leonard is MIA forever. Forever. He, he, oh, that's what a fleece job. <laughs> Fleeced. Absolutely. We should talk job. to college kids, though, and be like, this is how you make all your money and you don't have to play an NBA game. Just have that one breakout year and then you're fucking golden. Dude, he, he won Greg in Toronto Popovich and they were, to go fuck we were himself. the best know, right? player in the world. And he basically hasn't played since. He's like, mm-hmm. meh, I'm all set. I'm good, guys. Well, they played. They played uh, their last playoff appearance where they had them both healthy. They wildly underachieved. Did they lose? They lost like. They lost two. in the second round, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, to someone who who was it? Either way, uh, it was Jazz. Portland. It was Portland. They it, like was, it, was, it was Dame time, wasn't that Dame time? I don't know. We'd have to look it up. Our memory sucks. Simple minds. Uh, the show. Mine is the Bulls. I don't think the Bulls have the longevity to make it all the way through the season. Yeah, they got DeRozan. They got uh, Zach Levine uh, and that Vucevic. Ball. But uh, yeah, ball too. But I just feel like the 76ers are going to make that Ben Simmons trade and they're going to fleece one team. They're going to get some really good assets back and the 76ers will be back in the top four. I have no faith in Doc Rivers and the 76ers and Joel Embiid. I'm not saying they're going to actually COVID Embiid. He thought Embiid was a dog before, and now he can't breathe. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I, look, the Warriors but, the other night. That, that being the same, I, the East is so wide open. Like, I don't know. Anyone could anyone could come up there and, and be fighting in that fourth, fifth, sixth seed type of role. Yeah. So it's crazy um, year. It's that type of year. But that this is a probably a one horse race, if we're being honest. It's probably the Nets if Durant keeps playing the way he's playing. I mean, you oh, give hey, us, what did he draw? He dropped 51 the other night. And there's our room- boy's coming back. Yeah, there's rumors. I heard that. What's the news on Kyrie? Is he, is yeah, there's rumors he's coming KD, back. Yeah, him and KD are actually like talking again. So he's caving. Is he caving? He's gonna get the uh, get the. No, poke. they're they're seeing uh, the the Nets might let him just play road games. <laughs> what a bunch of pussies! Oh, uh, that that should be fun. Just yeah. cool, just Kyrie on the road. I'm sure yeah. he'll do some fucking documentary and put it up on YouTube for everyone. Oh, of course, be on the road. Beating the system. Society doesn't let me play in my hometown that I came home for. I'm a fucking douchebag. Trying to hold the man down. I don't know why I did a lower voice. It doesn't he has a little pussy, little little pussy. Like someone's pussy. squeezing his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love how Bill paints a picture. Yeah. Hey, we're on the radio. You got to spell it out to the audience. <laughs> exactly. I like it. Okay. Well, uh, that's around the NBA. Uh, let's go over to uh, headlines with the queen. Ooh, I get to do it again. Mm-hmm. All right. Patriots are on a bye week this week, but got some help from Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, 33-27 overtime win over the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills are now seven and six, giving the Patriots a two game lead in the East. And actually they're out of the playoffs. Uh, Celtics lost to the Suns on Friday, 111-90. Jason Tatum was the leading scorer with 24 points. Uh, rebounder with seven and three assists. Right. Can you just put like seven rebounds, three assists? He was leading scorer, rebounder, and assist leader. Anyways, the Celtics take on the Bucks as we record uh, Monday night at the Garden. Celtics at 13-14 and 14 on the season. Bruins finished up their Canadian road trip on Thursday, beat the Oilers 3-2. Marshawn, DeBrus, and Grizzlick all, all the goals. Linus Olmark had 41 saves in the win. On Saturday, they beat the Flames 4-2. 
Marshall Lazard, Clifton, McAvoy each had goals on mark. Another 40 saves uh, in the win. The Bees are 14, 8, and 2, and they play Golden Knights. And Ray has a small penis, 2's 9 at home. Uh, and get your 269 UFC results and breakdown with me, the Queen, later in the show. This has been the Headlines with the Queen. Good try, Ray. I tried. Good I could try. tell it wasn't going to work because he was looking at me when he was reading the first part. I'm like, dude. And also, you know, when he gets on that Billy Ramble and he just starts mumbling through all of it, we don't actually know what the back half of those headlines were. It's, his eyes are darting ahead by about six words. It just That's how I read. <laughs> man, he's Rain Man. Uh, we don't do that on this show, Ray. So let's move on to uh, the Bruins talk, Billy Boy. Uh, Raymond's got some nice subjects here to talk about. He does not have the Tuka Rask subject on here, though. So why don't, we follow, up, why don't we follow up on your opening take? Ray and I are uh, for Tuka Rask coming back, if only for the quest for the butthole tattoo, is back on for a third year in a row. Uh, just from a player standpoint, yeah, he can piss off. I, I don't, uh, the idea of bringing him back, the idea of bringing him back sucks because of Allmark. If he wanted to be, if he wants to be a million dollar backup goalie to Swayman, perfect. You now yeah, you have the it. ideal situation with cheap goalie tending like they should have done in the first place with Vladar. But that Omar contract is going to be fucking, you got to hope for an injury. You got to hope for an injury from a contender. Mm-hmm. The maybe, yeah, you, really maybe you could swing something. But I mean, like I said, he, he has been playing well. He faced 85 shots the last two games. He only gave up one five on five goal. The other two goals, Edmonton scored were on the power play. So, I mean, he's again, the goaltender's been playing well lately, but you don't need to add two caress. You need scoring, you need defense. And it's just, yeah, for you guys, it's quest. But I mean, again, the Bruins, the Bruins have bigger holes on this team than goaltending right now. They really do. And it just doesn't make sense to take up a roster spot. Doesn't make sense to shuffle Swayman down. Cause again, you just threw out your fucking plan. Your plan was to go out, get a veteran goalie and give the reins to Swayman. That is why you traded Dan Vladar, because if it wasn't, you would have kept Vladar and put Swayman down in, in Providence, right? Cause you had to keep Vladar. You couldn't send him down there. Right. So I think in that, that instance, you probably, okay, cool. Here you go, Tuka. But for, I just think you're killing the they kids' don't have confidence. A plan, Bill. They don't right. have a plan. You, that's what I'm saying. You don't have they're, a plan. They're, you're, and you're killing the kids' confidence, sending them back to Providence. They're they're just bullshitting. They're reacting. They don't they're not pre proactive. And we know why. It's because they've been dragging this mediocre roster across the fucking coals for the past three years. I've been saying trade I said trade Krejci, Chara, Tuka, all those guys three years ago to try and get something in return so you could build from the bottom up, and they have nothing. nothing no one wants. No one wanted Tuka in that contract either. That was the biggest problem. I think Krejci had value, but again, you're trying to please the Jacobs. You're trying to go for it. You're trying to you know Sweeney. Well, they still are. That's the problem. Yeah. They still are. This is this is the deal with the Tuka thing. They probably think that he gives him them more of a a, a steady. Uh, goal to, you know, goaltender presence, even though the Bruins have been good, if you want some statistics, they're fifth in the league in goals allowed per game. And they're, I think, 26th in, in goals, in five on five goals per game. So, yeah, Bill, it's not the goaltending. And it's mm-hmm. not even really the defense, apparently. They can't, they can't fucking score. They cannot score. And has Cassidy really done anything about that? Those top line fuckers still playing with each other? Come on. Come on. Yeah, you, you got to start putting Passnack on the second line, see if you can get Hall going. But again, it, you shouldn't have to do this. You went out and spent money on, you know, Taylor all this year. You gave him, what, five and a half million, I believe, over four years. I mean, you you, you expect him to, to produce right away. I think he has two empty netters 
and like one goal in game two. Right? He hasn't had many, and it's just and he has two on the power play. So I mean, he you, you brought him in for five and five score, and you're not doing it. And it's it's a shame that you had to fucking the two yeah back to back games they didn't have a shot the second line until the third period pathetic. in the last two games is pathetic. And again, it's it goes down to it this front first line can only carry you so far. And you see what happens in the playoffs when any team you play stacks stacks their lines to to face the first line because two three and four lines. They don't scare him at all. And you saw it, the Islanders, you should have been even Tampa the years past. Like you had a legit shot at Tampa in the bubble and you couldn't do it because you have no secondary scoring. And like, that's a bigger hole than trying to add a goalie. Definitely. Can I give you a little toot toot there? That second line. I know Taylor Hall gets all the headlines, maybe rightfully so for his um, underachievement. And, you know, I guess the salary, but not really. He's on a good deal or he should be on a good deal. If he was producing the way he's producing Charlie Coyle is a third line center in the NHL. He is not uh he's he's not a second line guy. I think that yep. that question has been answered and I guess my two toot is you should have went after Eichel cuz you need a second line center <laughs> and a future in the Bruins system and you should have dumped whatever you needed to dump to go get that kid. He's skating. He's playing. He's playing in like a couple of weeks too. I have a question for both of you. So obviously it's inevitable. Tukaras is coming back no matter what. And we're all saying Linus can't be dealt because of his terrible contract. What if you trade Swayman? I mean, Linus is 28. I'm just, you're going to get more bang for your buck for Swayman. You could go out and probably get uh, a starting second line center, and you could probably get really good prospects back if you trade Swayman. I don't think you're going to get a second line center for Jeremy Swayman. I think goalies, you could find, you could plug and play goalies. Matt Murray with Pittsburgh won a Stanley Cup and just got waved out of Calgary or somewhere on a huge contract. I mean, these guys come and go unless, unless Swayman developed into like a fucking, you know, Henrik Lundqvist or guys like and on that echelon. I mean, you're not going to, I wouldn't, if I'm a contending team, I'm not trading a top line center for a rookie goalie like this. And even if I'm a rebuilding team, I mean, you think he's up in what year two, right? So that cheap money, unless you really believe them, thing- you're going to start getting them. You're going to have to start paying them soon and start paying them bridge deals And all Mark just got 5 million. If I'm Jeremy Swayman, that's my benchmark right now on that team. The only thing that um, I wouldn't trade Swayman either. I just think too young, too talented, but in the contract, the only thing that you might be able to get back again, if you want to please the Jacobs in terms of talent, maybe not a second line center, but if there's an aging expensive center out there on a team that doesn't think that they can compete, um, you could see that guy, you could see that guy getting moved or I could see that guy getting moved for a young goalie on a cheap deal. But is that what the Bruins need? No, no, because you got to get younger. You need another old guy that's going to cost you money, and you'd have to, you know, you're up against the cap anyway. So, um, yeah, they didn't have a plan. It, kind of simple, you know, not, not to compare the two, but like the Celtics thought they had a plan. Now they don't. Now it's just waiting for the next steps. And what are they going to do? Speaking of next steps, great segue me. Jake DeBrusque asked for a trade uh, a couple weeks ago. Since then, has played pretty well. Uh, what? Why do we think that is? And what the fuck are the Bruins waiting for with that trade value? Probably as high as it might go. <laughs> Knowing Jake Dabrowski, he could turn into an absolute zero tomorrow. So bag of pucks was not uh, something that Don Sweeney thought was a great trade uh, prospect back for Jake Dabrowski. Maybe yeah, are, there, are all their dryers working? The are all their dryers working up to efficient status? Do you need another cleaning person for the jerseys? Just let us know. I think a lot has to do with this contract. It's four and a, four point eight five million this year. I think. And again, I, he's got no value right now, which is a 
it baffles me that there's actual legit interest. I think there was 10 teams in on him when he requested his trade. I don't know if it's, you know, kind of like a Danny Ainge syndrome with Don Sweeney trying to overvalue his own players. It's a Ben Simmons to... issue. It's a Ben Simmons thing. You guys, he thinks he's the fucking next greatest thing in hockey and no one wants to give them shit back for him. They, they could get a third round pick for him. There's t- if there's 10 teams interested, legitimately interested, they could bid that up to a third round pick and that's what they should take. I'd like a player, honestly. So yeah, you want to establish pick, player. You want to establish player that you know fucking you can get for. sucks. Can't be a chooser beggar. Yeah, he sucks. I'm out. I've been I've been <laughs> wanting him gone though, for two he, years. He has, you know, shown this spark, and he's done this before. And the Bruins had opportunities to capitalize on it by moving him, and they didn't. And now he's they've watched his trade value go to pretty much zero. Um, so he, he, you know, he's on a high. Trade him. What are you waiting for? Get him out of here. Open up that that cap space anyway. So maybe you, you can know do what something. they're doing. You know what they're doing? They're like, look at now he's succeeding. He thought that he was on his way out. You want yeah. to trade and look at now he's got confidence again. That's what they're doing. They're fucking dumb. Yeah. No, it might be a Sweeney, uh, Danny Ainge Sweeney thing. You know, that he's their last hope for that 15 draft. And it's like, hold You had to bring on. that up with Bill. You yeah, had to do, do that. Sorry, Bill. Sorry, Bill. Let's change subject. Uh, their next three games, uh, the Bruins, Golden Knights, the Islanders, the Canadians. Islanders, Canadians, both last in the divisions. What's what's going on with the Islanders, by the way? Because uh, they had to dump a bunch of guys. They dumped um, a couple defenders, brought Char in. Like, that's a big issue there. They're beat up, too. Two and one this week, Ray believes, is a good outcome. Uh, I don't know what that last question. Do you think spacing was a – we already talked about that. But what do you want to see from this week here, Bill? I'd like to see three wins. You know what I mean? get the fucking second, third, fourth lines going. You need to see some secondary scoring again. This this number one line can't carry you. You know, and especially Golden Knights are a pretty good team. You know, they were fuck, what they the second, third round last year in the Western Conference Finals. I think they were number one or two seed, kind of flamed out, but they're a good team and they just added Jack Eichel. He's not there. Canadians, they're terrible this year. I think there was a fluke run last year. Carrie Price hasn't played. So they're they're kind of they're pretty down. I mean, you should be able to beat them and the Islanders. The Islanders play it tough, but you know, they're they're last for a reason right now. They're they're lost. Right Do we now. think so, that I mean, they got their uh their swag back, Raymond? Uh, from that Ooh. West Coast swing, the Bruins. Oh, the Bruins, yeah. But the real quickly on the Islanders, they moved into their new house and they still have. I don't think they have won a game there yet, and that's mm-hmm. what the Bruins play this Thursday. So yeah, that'll be a good one. But yeah, maybe that's uh, the little West Coast trip. They had a time to bond. You know, they played well. They went two or three and one. So yeah, maybe they had a little time to bond. They're they're gelling now. Something the Celtics aren't doing. Maybe the Bruins finally figured it out on this little West Coast trip on into Canada. So you better hope so, because. You know, coming up in February, you got the uh, Olympics. So after the Olympic break is you got a crunch schedule. And the Bruins schedule is already pretty fucking truncated considering they played the least yeah, amount they, of games well, they in had the three year. three bye weeks at the beginning of the season. So, yeah. I mean, here we go. It's going to be a long, tough road to the end of the season, especially with an older team. Don't you know, worry. Best... They, got, they got backup goal. They got backup oh, coming cool. in their goalies. Oh, cool. So you well, lose games two to one and three to two. Awesome. I'll watch them carry three goalies. Just to get Tuka back on the team. Yep. They, they legit might. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick look around the NHL. Uh, your Panthers, Maple Leafs, and Capitals lead the NHL with 40 points right now. Uh, what's your best teams in the league? Look off the cups uh, power rankings there in the NHL. Ray, why don't you why don't you give us your favorite teams, hockey, Ray? I'll go Capitals. I think the Capitals can do it. I mean, they won the cup about three years ago, four years ago. I mean, Alex Ovechkin's on his last leg. Maybe the Capitals will uh, keep this going. 
you know, he's on his way out the door. He's, I think he's almost 40. So yeah, I'm going capitals. I'm going to say capitals is the best team in the league. Do you want to tell him Rich? Or do you want me to? No, I don't want to tell him anything. Uh, well, Ovechkin's what? 33, I believe. No fucking 34. way. I think he's a little older than that. He's, he's not on his way out. He's not close to 40. He's chasing Gretzky. I thought he record. wanted he just, to go to Russia. To he just signed a new, like he just signed a big five deal. year deal. And these Make guys play into money. well into their forties. He's, he's, he's chasing a, Gretzky. He's 128, 138 yeah. goals. He's not how, old is he, how old is he? How old is he? bag? It's like 35, 35. Oh, now we're just going up. You started no, I, at 32. Now no, I did 35. not say 32. It said 30, 33, 34. How old is he? It'll be 37. So he's not for, he's still got a good Dang, five years left. In him. No, I'm not. He was born September 17th, 1985. So he's 36. 36. Yeah, he's going to be 37. Yeah. Next One year. day I'm going to be 67. Mm, Bill, no. Bill, Bill was 67. <laughs> Bill will never see the light of day at 67. Uh, I don't believe it's the Capitals. I think that's a stupid fucking pick. I'll give you uh, a couple to go with. Uh, hard to deny what the Panthers are doing. 14-1-0 at home. They're big. They're powerful. Um, they're hard to play against, and uh, it's you're going to be really hard for you to pull me off of Tampa Bay as one of the best roster. Did in you the say league. the Panthers first? Yeah, yeah, they're good. You shit on my Capitals take, and you're taking the Panthers because I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> okay, the Panthers. The Panthers didn't lose. Would they start fucking eight and zero or something? Nine and zero. Bruins twice, I believe. Dominated the fucking Bruins. They're yeah. they don't have any big big stars, but. Um, how do you pronounce the Borowski, Borowski, whatever he's yeah, playing yeah, pretty yeah. well. Uh, if you just go look at that team, they're just big and hard to play against and they play well together. They're 14. one know what do you, you want to deny Mr. Dr. Big Mac's power rankings in the NFL, putting the fucking Denver Broncos on there for five weeks. They're three now they're good. I don't know what, to, what you want me to tell you behind that. I give you Tampa, the Leafs as the best rosters and don't sleep on, on, uh, on Colorado. Mm-hmm. I like the avalanche. They've underachieved for years, but um, McKinnon is kind of. Do you guys remember that pest conference he had when they got knocked out in the playoffs last year? He's yeah. like, sick of fucking losing. <laughs> like, Landis I think they're dedicated and ready to win. Landis Gog just got hurt for um, Colorado. He's only going to be out for a few weeks. Still yeah, I think the best offense in the league, though, Bill. I mean, they're. Oh, fuck yeah. They're Edmonton, I, injuries and they're I, I honestly put. McCarr, McCarr, kid's a fucking beast. Edmonton deserves to be in the top five. Uh, yeah. Nugent Hopkins is playing great, who they re-signed. Um, you know, Dreisaitl and, and fucking Connor McDavid are just disgusting. I mean, they they could have easily beat the Bruins. They they, they, they scored two power play goals by Dreisaitl, and ugh, that team's scary. You want to talk about a team that can run two lines? I mean, you got two of the top seven, eight players in the league right now, and they both play on different lines. And you can't – Bruins can barely put the, the one good line – you know, so I mean, they 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 can't get a second line out of the last three lines, and it's like Edmonton's got to be up there. They're they're top five to seven team in this league right now. Bruins did beat them though on that last West Coast yep. stretch. All right, Billy, uh, fight, Billy fight, Bill, uh, Billy fights, fight, Bill, fight guy, uh, Billy fight guy. Thank you. Uh, UFC two sixty nine. Uh, nice, nice. <laughs> Have we worn that one out yet? Pretty oh. much. Yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> UFC two sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> Bill, take it away. Manny Nunez, pretty much, uh, you know, she's a double champ, the champ champ for the probably one of the greatest UFC women fighters of all time. She was pl- uh, minus 1100 
favorite and lost to Juliana Pena, who got submitted her in the third round, which is one of the biggest upsets in UFC history. I put it probably Matt Sarah GSP was probably the biggest upset, but I mean this huge Holly Holmes. Huh? Holly Holmes against Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I wasn't, wasn't that like a big or it was uh, a big upset, line? but it wasn't like the, it wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I think the Nunez Pena fight was bigger, but yeah, the Matt Sarah, uh, George St. Pierre was like probably the biggest upset. But you know, Charles Oliveira defended his belt against Dustin Poirier, kind of submitted him in the second round after he just came off two wins from uh, third, third round. round. Sorry, he, su- he said kind of submitted him in the second round, right? It was oh, not sorry. definitive, he was getting there. Yeah, stop third, interrupting so him. Third round, which he just came off two back-to-back solid wins over Conor McGregor. So, I mean, Charles Oliveira looks like he's going to fight Justin Gaethje next, who's just coming off a nice win over Michael Chandler. So, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good pretty good night of, night of fights. I mean, especially Nunez, man, that's a huge fight. She got rocked in the second round, late in the second round, and then Pena just took her to the ground and, boom, submitted her. I was That was surprising to see. I think at one point she was plus 900 or plus 1,000 so, as an underdog, which is insane. That is insane. Not- Doughboy? Your thoughts? Great night of fights. I'm glad it made Bill happy. It was a great night. Uh, Sugar Shane O'Malley uh, won first round TKO. That's good to see. He should be getting a uh, opportunity sooner or later. Yeah, he needs to fight some real competition. He keeps fighting nobody's in the only real competition. And he fought. He broke his leg and lost. So, you know, yeah, even Dana White saying it, he's not there yet. I mean, the wolf. The wolf needs to get, kind of get back in. He fought last, you know, last card, but he's looking to get a fight in there. They're trying to fast track him, and O'Malley's kind of hanging low. Ooh. Dude, he's oh, a monster. Do? I think he's outstroke, uh, outstrike the opponents two fifty to like four. Stroke, stroke, stroke strike, <laughs> outstroke. Ray's mom outstroked herself last night. I couldn't believe it. Hey-o. She hasn't worked that hard in a long time. This has been the Simon Sports Show, Fat Tuesday edition, December 14th. See you on Wednesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Stroke. Stroke. All hands all hands on dick. Oh. All hands on dick. That's you stroke him. You got stroke him. Beautiful thing. Just like hand went limp. Bill comes. Let me set the move. Hold on. Power. There we go. There we go. Perfect timing. God, your strip club looks stupid. (laughs) Perfect timing. Are we only doing one show? I only got one email. Mm, You got two emails. I only got one email. Nothing so far. Fucking podcast studio AC. I just got it again. Yeah, there it is. Oh, okay, perfect. There might be a number two next to it because that's the second time you've gotten the same email. Nope, it's not. <clears throat> does it say two? Oh, yeah, it does it. No, what are you talking about? I only says one. I was being a cunt. I'm just, just being a cunt. I just checked my trash, everything. I didn't get it. Did you check you get your a trash sun folder? When, when are you uh, when are you selling that Queen's Landing, Bill? 
Uh, realtor was here today. So probably oh. like a month and paint it and then throw it on. Did you uh, tell him to pack before coming over? Oh, yeah. Strap. Here, here. I think it's called strap. It's, he knows. Strap? Mm-hmm. Pack? Packing? He's accustomed with Queens Landing in the uh, it's not his first area. rodeo. It's not his first rodeo around here. <laughs> so he's also he doesn't have a big problem with the uh, overall pussy and ash smell. That's what new paint's gonna cover right up. <laughs> get that, get that odor killing paint. That, yeah. Those are around. Yeah, makes sense. The good thing is I don't have a lot of carpet or anything. It's just hardwood, so it's easy. So to is get your mother. Smell. Good one. It's easy to get the smell out. Not her. Nope. 